This is a HeadGum Podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Tig? Cheryl? We cover a, a lot of stuff in this. I say that. But we do. But we do! There's some heavy stuff in this one. There's some heavy stuff and also some ridiculous... Uh, stuff that has nothing to do with the heavy stuff. But that's par for the course. That's how this show goes. Yes. Uh, we go off the rails. But this episode really does have some heavy stuff, but people should still listen to it because I think there's some conversations that... That are, that are necessary. Yeah. And like I said, also we manage to have a few unrelated laughs. Yes, yes, because that is how this show goes. That it is, is a comedy it's podcast. Comedy it's a podcast. comedy podcast. Yeah. It's a comedy. But sometimes documentaries aren't funny, so we have to veer off. Even the Tickled. Remember Tickled and we thought that was going to be hilarious? It's, oh, yeah. It isn't. Yeah. Ladies and jerks, welcome to Killer Sally. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs faintly. I am the first ever podcast. And Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig, hey. Hey, Cheryl, hey. First of all, how did uh, your pickleball go? <laughs> well, it was really fun, but it was, you know, months ago, right? A couple of months ago that I taped it. Right, but it just aired, right? Yeah. I thought you thought it was, um, a Live. lot of people thought, people were write, writing me going, Look to your you left. Know, I hope it's the game goes in. well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry I missed it, but did you win? Well, you can always stream it on <laughs> Paramount+. Plus. Great, I sure will. I don't want to give that away. Oh. I want to encourage people to go watch it. Um, Stephanie and I watched it. Uh, we streamed it this morning, and I found it to be very fun to watch. Can you tell us who your partner was? Will Farrell. Oh, and do you know Will? I do. Do you? I do, but just not not very well. But he was uh, at the Groundlings Theater. We weren't mm -hmm. at the Groundlings Theater together, but we're both from the Groundlings Theater. And yeah, his wife had a baby the same day that I had cat at the oh. same hospital just down the hall. So it's wow. kind of hilarious to see Will walking around. <laughs> 
Do they know that? I think so. I mean, mm. we don't all celebrate every year. <laughs> yeah. So they have the same birthday? Yeah. Your kids? Yeah. I mean, oh. I think so. I've never looked it up, but I... Right. Well, I wasn't sure. You know, sometimes people are in there for a couple of days, a, days. Or a week or, you know. If my memory is good, which it's not, uh, mm -hmm. it was the same day. I think it was the same oh. day. Okay. But, um, okay, so you guys had a ball, a pickleball? We ball? had a pickleball. We did. I had a great time. Um, I think you know I played with a fractured femur. Oh, my. Uh, did you know God. that? I keep forgetting you have a fractured femur. But you've yeah, got, well. Yeah, how can you play pickleball when you have to use a, your alligator walking cane? I didn't have my alligator walking cane at that point. You were just going on adrenaline. Well, my doctor had told me to stay off of it, and yeah. I just said, I want to do this tournament, so I'm going to stay off of it for a month, and then he was like, then you have to be on a cane for a few months. And so, You're like a football player at the Super Bowl. That's exactly what I'm like. That is <laughs> Whatever exactly... happens, I've got to take it. I've got to just yeah. take it. I was just so excited, and I had already committed in my head, and I had trained yeah. for a couple of weeks and to the point where I couldn't walk. Wow. And then I just thought, okay, well, I just won't play. And then I'll wear a knee brace and hope that there's some sort of support there. <laughs> and I plowed through, you know, I think it was like, Thomas, was it like 105 or 107 degree <gasps> heat as well? And humid. And it was humid. It was like, I can't believe everyone made it out alive. Wow. And then not to mention my leg is fractured. Your femur. So, yeah. Why do they, do you know why they call it pickleball? Uh, there's no way to know. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I mean, I played it once, but I don't recall like ever like shouting pickleball or that's a pickle. That's a ball. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I had heard that the person that started it had a dog named Pickle. Uh, is something oh. that I had heard. Thomas is shaking his head yes to that. Mm -hmm. I know somebody who had a dog named Mr. Pickles, and you had to call him Mr. Pickles and not just Pickles. Mr. Pickles Ball. <laughs> Mr. Pickles. <gasps> what if my friend invented Pickleball and I don't even know it? Yeah, it would have come up. <laughs> it definitely would have come up. It would have come up. Okay, I mean, we do have a lot to talk about, but... Mm -hmm. Right before we started talking, Elizabeth Holmes, Theranos, mm -hmm. the billion-dollar herpes detector. <laughs> yes, the herpes detector. In fact, I forgot about the herpes detector bit until you just mentioned it. <laughs> you, before we got on to record today, mentioned that she got sentenced, and I it never even crossed my mind about the herpes detector when that's like the biggest, that's what she's known for is her herpes detector. <laughs> and I just remembered that it was somebody that was, you know, dishonest. Yeah. So if you, if you don't know, Elizabeth Holmes was 19. Well, if you don't know, you should listen oh, to our listen to, episode first. Yeah. What is it called? Theranos, Thomas? Yeah. Yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> Something. It doesn't matter. They'll find it. It was called The Inventor. Oh. The Inventor. She invented <laughs> stories and lies. But and ahead. a herpes detector. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a fascinating story, and you should listen to it. 
I mean, of course, listen to our coverage of it because you'll you'll learn everything you need to know about the case. Yeah. It's one of our best episodes. Would you agree? I would agree. My face hurt after after recording that one because it was so because it's so hard to even imagine everything that went on. But yes, yeah. a lot of people gave her millions, maybe billions, billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to sample people's blood with just a drop. Yeah. To check them for like everything. Different, yeah. Yeah. Different diseases and conditions. And at the end of the day, the only, the only thing that they got cleared for was to detect herpes. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I don't know why we thought that was hilarious because we're childish. But anyway. It was one of those building moments okay. when your brain is kind yeah, of collecting girl can dream. all the information um, you have. Okay. And you're like, oh, and then, my God. And, uh, and then, uh, oh, I guess we should just get right It's just a here. herpes <laughs> detector. And it costs <laughs> investors billions of dollars to detect herpes. At Walgreens. Oh, no, I can't. This is how we're starting out. I don't oh, have herpes. I just do want to put it out there that I do. Not that I'm looking to date, but I I do. Yeah, um, and I like that you'll come right on and tell us. Yeah, I just want people to know I do not have herpes. Oh. Not yet. Not yet. Okay, so Tig, shall we get into it? Yes, yeah, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I mean, it's hard because, well, just the title alone Mm-hmm. you know that it's bad news. Yeah, it's not a happy um, story. Today we're talking about Killer Sally. It's mm-hmm. a 2022 docuseries directed by Nanette Burstein. The documentary outlines the life of Sally McNeil. Can you hear my dogs barking? They're going crazy. That's why you get cats. <laughs> but, the, but the dogs tell me when there's danger nearby. And it sounds like danger is at the door. See, I don't want to know when there's danger nearby. You just want it to be... A surprise. Over- <laughs> yeah. I just... I don't want a huge warning and a countdown to the oh. end. Oh. I want to be asleep with my cats and we all just go out together. Go peacefully. Yeah. Well, sometimes when you're close to danger, it's helpful because your adrenaline pumps and it allows you to do extraordinary things that you wouldn't normally be able to do. Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. (laughs) I have not come close to that. (laughs) The documentary outlines the life of Sally McNeil, her wrestling career, and the tragic ending to her abusive marriage. Featuring interviews with Sally, her family, and friends of her and Ray McNeil. Killer Sally is available to watch on Netflix. Whew. This would this was this made me very sad, upset, sick to my stomach. It this was very difficult. So just once again to remind people, this is a comedy podcast and we don't we're, we don't think any of this is funny, and it's and it's. And sad. when things get really tough, we usually veer away from it, and we'll share personal stories and anecdotes that might yes. not have anything to do with it. Yes. So the documentary begins with Sally McNeil, a white blonde lady 
holding a gun and introducing herself as a Marine of 11 years, now a civilian, and she leaves a phone number for anyone interested in wrestling her. So this was like a video that she had put out back in the day because that's how Mm -hmm. she made money. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wrestling people? She was a a bodybuilder. Then started wrestling for cash. Right. So she, uh, her first competition was on Valentine's Day in 1987. She took fourth place in the Armed Forces Bodybuilding Championship. And then she met another bodybuilder, Ray McNeil. Mm-hmm. And she describes Ray as a hunk of a man who was polite and kind when they first met. Mm-hmm. So Sally and Ray would watch Arnold Schwarzenegger movies together. They dated for two months before they got married. And he became a stepdad to her children. This was so hard to watch because at the beginning of this, it was lighthearted and they showed a lot of bodybuilding and a lot mm-hmm. of bodybuilders. And it's a it's an interesting, quirky world, don't you think? Yeah, to say the very least. <laughs> I would say she's interesting and quirky. I think anybody who does anything to an extreme, you mm-hmm. know, they have sort of have their own culture going. Mm-hmm. One time I went into audition for a um, beer commercial. <laughs> so See, this is to do how we anything. veer off. Yeah. Or as you're doing, you beer off. But go on. <laughs> you beer off. And uh, mm. there were guys in there, like really hot guys. They must have been shirtless, I guess. And Gross. <laughs> before they went into audition, they would do push-ups. Mm. So were, there were guys just like doing push-ups and girls just sitting there in their mini skirts. And is that to pump up yes. or to like get... Like jacked up, energized, probably. No, it's to pump up. So anytime you see a guy, well, I'm generalizing, but anytime you see a guy in a nude scene or in a commercial where they have their shirt off or something like that, they just did push-ups right before the camera rolled. Mm, That's just how okay. we do it in Hollywood. Have you not right. experienced that? Um, I might have, but I also probably didn't pay attention to why they were doing it. I probably in my head thought, well, this is This is a good time to get a little a workout in. Being a man. Although I will say I've been in a several scenes with Larry David when he was shirtless. Or have I? Larry seems to always be wearing a shirt. But anyway, I don't think he pumps up before a shirtless scene. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Maybe he should. Maybe his career would take off if he did. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he would get another season of his show. I'm going to call him. But anyway, it reminded me of these guys because before they go out to compete, these bodybuilders, they are just like pumping up so their, you know, veins bulge. Do you like veins, like when people have veins in their arms or... I mean, it's not what I go for. Mm-hmm. But if there's like a handsome guy with veins in his arms, because his muscles are so big, he can't help it. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. what about you? I just, I remember when I used to ride, I would cycle long distance. I used to get um, veins. My veins would pop out of my arms. <laughs> 
<laughs> and um, some people were grossed out by it. Mm. And then other people were like, oh, I think that looks it's cool. Sexy. It's, you know, the eye of the beholder, I suppose. Yeah, I never knew it was... Um, uh, like a thing that people aspire to? Or even had an opinion about. I was just like, oh. I would get off my my bike and I had uh, veins popping out. Wow. That's all. Those were the days. Those days are really <laughs> gone. And we have to take a break. Oh, no. And we will be right back. Hmm. I'm taking Cheryl True Story. Hmm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. And we are back on Tig and Cheryl True Story. True Story. Story. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we are talking about Sally McNeil, who mm -hmm. was a bodybuilder, and she met a guy named Ray. Mm -hmm. They had a lot in common. They dated for two months, and then they got married. And he became a stepfather to her children. Would you say this is something people could learn from? Maybe don't get married after two months? Or mm. do you feel like, well, if you're feeling it, go mm. with it? Because mm. I've always heard it's good to spend a calendar year with mm. somebody. See how they go through the seasons. See how they go through the holidays. See. I mean, it's wise. Mm -hmm. But don't you know some people who they say, oh, you know when you know. I knew when I knew, but I'm also glad that I got to see how Stephanie is in the springtime and the, and the wintertime. <laughs> and, you know. What if she asked you to marry her and you were like, I just need to see springtime, Stephanie, before I commit to anything? <laughs> I think it's wise. It's wise. It's, it's, it's probably a good idea. If you can do it, if you have mm. that kind of discipline. There's people that have not had premarital sex mm. that are waiting to mm. get married. So sometimes they cut it sex. short. And so they're like, you're the one. Let's get married. <laughs> <laughs> We're 19. This and is going to work. You find yourself uh -oh. in uh, 25 yeah. and I was going to say horny. Oh, it's just a throwback to our last. No, but I'm not yeah. going to say it. Well, you already did. But go mm -hmm. ahead. Um, okay. So Sally's daughter, Shantina, mm -hmm. who's in this documentary, she said Sally was beyond and wholeheartedly in love with her stepdad, Ray. And Sally's son, John, remembers the family getting attention everywhere they went, which 
was, you know, it's the fun part of this docu-series mm-hmm. is watching the early days with them. Yeah. I have to say the kids are extraordinarily likable. I know. I mean, like. Seemingly down to earth and they, they were pretty amazing. Yeah. But they were showing pictures of the family, like going to Disneyland. And Ray, <laughs> Ray loved the tank tops, okay? And also the tank tops with the, the thinnest straps that kind of go down below the nipple. Well, to me, when I was a kid and I would see those, I always thought it was because they're so muscular, the tank top stretched. Right. To just like. I wonder if that's what it's supposed to make you feel. He also had little spaghetti strap bottoms, too. What is a spaghetti strap bottom? I don't know. Just a little tiny pair about? of panties. You did? No. Well, oh. well, look who oh, you're talking Ray. to. Ray. Oh, the person Ray. we're talking about. Yes. I, you think sorry, I'm going to veer off and start talking about my underwear? Yes, I was imagining you. In- I stay. I would hope you're not imagining me. <laughs> And well, that. that's why it, we would it have knocked to me off my feet for a second. I had to, like, take, you know, take a breath. Yeah. Yes. They walked around Disney World, like, totally jacked. Like, yeah. muscles bulging in the tight, like, biker mm-hmm. shorts or yeah. little tiny shorts. And then the two yeah. kids were just seemingly normal kids that you wanted to run around and eat cotton candy. And then you had the two parents that looked like like they just stepped out of Gold's Gym. Yes. There were like buses that would slow down when they'd drive by to look at them. When you have Herculean parents. Yes. People look. Stop and stare. Yeah. So Sally worked as a cook for the Marines. Money was really tight. She really wanted, they both really wanted to go from amateur bodybuilder to pro. Mm -hmm. Ray left the Marines in 1990. He wanted to win Mr. Olympia. And he won his first pro competition and quickly became popular in the bodybuilding community. Mm. He was very handsome. She was attractive too. She was attractive too. These two, this couple that were extraordinary in every way. And uh, Shantina recalls spray painting her mom and dad with fake tanner before competitions and seeing her dad wearing skimpy underwear. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're eight or 10 and you're, you know, that's a normal day is just spray spray tanning your parents. <laughs> <laughs> and Ray would eat 114 eggs a week. Oh, Gross. God. How do you even do that? I don't think I've done that in my entire life, and I'm almost 52, and I've only been a vegan for almost six years. Oh, so. you mean you don't think you've eaten 114 eggs in your entire life? I don't. Mm-mm. Do you think you have? I would say yes. Yeah, maybe in, like, baked goods. Back in the day, did you not eat, like, eggs for breakfast or anything? I did. I was just a very picky eater. Like, I mainly loved cheese and pickles ah all roads lead to pickles mm-hmm. have we talked about that pickle juice is good for leg cramps probably <laughs> anyway i'm just letting people know that do people come here for medical advice yes oh, okay. they do good we give some great advice on this show yes people are always commenting on it 
Uh, okay, there was a guy named uh, Wayne DeMil- Demilia. He was the former chairman of the International Federation of Bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. And he talked about th- that everyone was on steroids. And that one year they decided, okay, we're going to test the bodybuilders for steroids. And if, if they test positive, they can't compete. And the fans were very upset because everybody didn't look as jacked as usual. Mm. So they mm-hmm. stopped doing that. It's just a little sidebar. Thank you. Let's stay on track, though. Oh, okay. So at some point, Ray wanted Sally to quit bodybuilding and focus solely on supporting his bodybuilding. So at some point, Sally would, was driving to Tijuana to get illegal steroids for Ray. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is when it really, the wheels started coming off and you're like, whoa, everything about this seems destructive. Yeah. Female bodybuilders in the 90s were making significantly less money than the men. It's the only industry that you see that happening. (laughs) I mean, it used to be, and it probably still is, the only industry where women are usually make more than men is modeling. Oh, is that right? Uh, That's what I've always thought, anyway. Have you been a model ever? (laughs) I'm sure I told you. Listen, if I've already told you this story, just bluebell it, because I'm sure I told you about Back in the day, when I, I'm saying back in the day a lot, uh, when I lived in Florida, I was young, I was early 20s, and I had headshots. Wait, was this in Florida? Yes. Good God. Yeah. And my hair is very curly. No, no, no. Was this documentary? This documentary was not in Florida. No, no. This was no, in no. California. This was in California. Oceanside. No, okay. but this story is in hmm. okay, Florida. Of course, of course. And I'm sure I've told you this before. It doesn't matter. But- yeah, um, who cares? I get a call from my agent, and he was like, great news. You've been booked for a print job. Mm. And I was like, a print job? Like a model? A modeling job? (laughs) And he said, yeah. And I said, oh, I didn't even know I was up for a modeling job. That is (laughs) – do I need to go meet with them? or?" And he was like, no. They saw your picture, and they want to book you. So I was like – Was it for X-Lax? Close. So I get there. Gas and, and I've, you know, I feel like I'm looking pretty good. And <laughs> I said, what is this for, by the way? Mm. And they said, yeah. oh, it's for a hair salon. And they repair bad perms. So we want you to hold up your hair. <laughs> hold up your hair and look like side eye. Look at it. Uh, with a with, with a face like uh oh you know bad perm, and then the caption said um, bad perm. I have diarrhea. <laughs> I have a bad perm and diarrhea. Is it bad perm? We can help. And it was really sad because I didn't even have a perm. It's like, <laughs> but you did have diarrhea. I did after that shoot. I was like ah, well that's what I get for being full of myself. When I was like I. I'm going to my modeling job today. Uh, I've never even been asked to do anything like that. Oh, so I should feel lucky? Bummed. I would feel bummed. Well, there's still time. Yeah. But yeah, that was my one modeling. No, actually, I was in a catalog once. 
I wore sweatpants. Okay, well, let's let's huh? get back to the oh, okay. story. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. Okay. Um, we were never gone. We were just, Cheryl was daydreaming about her modeling career. <laughs> <laughs> well, you asked me about it. Okay. So money was tight. Now Sally began to do wrestling home videos for a guy named Bill Wick to make extra money. And the video is all centered around a man being beat up by a, ma a muscular woman. The men that enjoyed this type of thing mm -hmm. were called schmoes, mm -hmm. which is odd. I didn't know that was like, I didn't know schmo meant something so specific. Did you know that? No, I just, I thought it was like average, you know, like a typical Joe like Schmo. Joe Schmo. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that he had a muscular woman strangling him with her thighs. We yeah. will be right oh. back on Tig and Cheryl. True, True story. story. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this, central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. And we're back on Tig and Cheryl, true okay. story. So Sally was doing pretty good work with her. She did not like to refer to them as schmoes because right. she felt like that was a derogatory term. And she was, you know, happy with this cash she was making. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so this is when things uh, take a turn. So Sally and Shantina recall Ray's physical abuse towards Sally. He often choked her and broke her nose. Um, and Sally reported the abuse to her first sergeant, but Ray was quickly released. And then the abuse got worse. So Sally kept a sawed-off shotgun in the house for protection when Ray was traveling. And uh, Sally remembers the physical abuse getting worse around Ray's shows when he was taking lots of steroids. And um, Sally started making plans to move her and her kids back to Pennsylvania. So this this relationship was toxic at this mm -hmm. point. It's yeah bad for everybody. No turning back. And no. so many people end up in that situation. Maybe somebody's listening right now who's in that situation. It's not turning around. Yeah. So if you know, find a way, mm -hmm. find a way to get out. Because it's, yeah. um, I know it's it's not easy, but no, surround yourself with some support and and get out. Yeah, I mean, it's like as I've mentioned many times in my life that when you're diagnosed with cancer, some illness that seems bigger than you, and sometimes ends up being bigger than you. Yeah, and you don't know where to turn. There are so many organizations and 
charities, um, people that are truly standing by. Waiting, hoping that somebody will reach out to them so they can help you. And it is the same in this type of situation. Yeah. Yeah. So nobody's saying any illness or getting out of a toxic situation is easy by any stretch of the imagination. Not at all. And if you don't do it for yourself, do it for your children. Yeah. So um, on Valentine's Day 1995, Ray and Sally got into a fight. When Sally asked Ray where he had been, he was on five different steroids getting ready for a show and was extra hostile. And after Ray choked Sally again, she was afraid he would kill her. Mm-hmm. You know, they were fighting, I think, in the kitchen, and she went and grabbed her sawed-off shotgun from the bedroom. Sally told Ray to leave the house. He refused, and Sally shot him twice mm-hmm. and, and killed him. Mm-hmm. And it's especially tragic because Shantina and John were both home when Ray was shot. And that was like... That's just, it's beyond comprehension. I think that when the questioning and everything was happening at the police station Mm -hmm. with the children and the innocence and Mm -hmm. sweetness in their voices and the questions and the Mm -hmm. statements and the... Everything was where I was like, oh, God, I don't know if I can watch push it. through and watch this. I know. I, I was, I, it was so, it was one of the saddest, most devastating things. And no, it was so sad. I, I was truly stunned and sick to my stomach and sad. I know. I felt the same way. One of those times when you wish you could turn back time and yeah. he would have made a different choice and uh, it and yeah the kids and she didn't ask for an attorney and yeah all of the complicating elements yes so the children were taken by child services uh to a group home and then daniel goldstein who was the prosecutor in sally's case you know, opposing her, viewed Sally as unremorseful and questioned her claims of self-defense because of her physical strength and accounts of her aggression. Mm -hmm. And then William Raphael, Sally's defense attorney, was able to convince the judge that Sally was a battered woman and reduced her bail from $1 million to $100,000. And then Sally's wrestling... We're not going to call him schmoes because she did. She doesn't want to call him schmoes. But her wrestling m- male buddies, they all chipped in to make her bail. Mm-hmm. In court, Sally's claim of self-defense and battered women's syndrome was refuted when they found evidence of her going back into the bedroom to reload the gun and shoot him a second time. Then during the court case, Sally really wanted to testify even though her attorney said please don't it never ends well when somebody wants to you know somebody who's being accused testifies on their on behalf and it did not go well because one of the most damaging pieces of evidence was a poster of sally posing with the actual murder weapon 
I mean, she's like, you know, has her her muscles bulging with the sawed off shotgun and the title above her that says Killer Sally McNeil. Mm -hmm. So it's just beyond. Sally was found guilty of second degree murder and the jurors did not believe she acted in in self-defense. I feel like it's mm. such an example of, I mean, obviously this kind of thing happens all the time, but especially, you know, 25 years ago and longer. What do you mean? I just feel like people listen to women a little more. Oh, now. A little more. Yeah, a little. Well, we're, we're definitely, you know, we're definitely as a society shining a light on that more than before. Well, it's really interesting because when I was in New York a couple of days ago, I was out with this comedian that I've known for years. And I was so shocked when she told me that it wasn't until like her adult life that she even believed that men assaulted women. What do you mean? She just didn't believe that she it just, ha- happened. Yeah. She just thought women were complaining and... And she just... Oh, um, my God. I was, And I said the same thing. I was like, what, what do you mean? She goes, I just thought they were complaining. I don't, I don't know. She said, I've never been assaulted. And I just thought Can't women imagine were... It. Yeah. And I was like, Wow. <laughs> I was I was I was shocked. That is shocking, especially yeah. coming from a woman and a female comedian um because you know you're around some weird guys. Yeah. There, there's a lot of like drinking, drugs, weird like Aggressive road behavior. Gigs. Yeah, you're just you're kind of, but it's also like I'm in that world and I've never seen cocaine in my life. <laughs> Mm. So I do know you can be in these scenarios and not experience certain things, but I just was fascinated. But I mean, she believes women now. Okay. And to to also kind of wrap that point up, she said she blames it on deeply rooted misogyny that she took on as a woman. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's complicated yeah but i've seen that with not just other women but i would say women in comedy where they are defending men that are you know Mm. sexually abusing people or harassing people and they are just like feeling like they're one of the guys too and so they're not defending the women they're defending their guy friends. That is bizarre. Mm-hmm. I mean, ugh, God, it's it's all very, very complicated. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing that was really interesting about this documentary is um, when you hear Sally talk about it, she was always just pretty matter of fact about everything. And, you know, I have to say this is... This is not meant as a connection to these two people. Mm -hmm. But while I was watching Sally talk, I kept thinking, who does she remind me of? Hmm. Who does she remind me of? And it might take you 
watching her again and watching this person again, or maybe not, but the guy, that murderer in Galveston, Texas, that HBO documentary, Robert Durst. They they both did this. They would both um, blink their eyes, blink their eyes a lot. And um, I can't do it now that I'm not watching her. But while I was watching her, she looked like it. And then I could kind of recreate it myself. And I realized, I was like, oh, it's Robert Durst that did Ah. that too. Do you remember how he would blink all the time? Did you notice she would too? No, I didn't notice that. But but I did feel her disconnection with emotions about it. Mm And Robert mm-hmm. Durst was the same way. I mean, he never got emotional or, yeah. you know. I would say he was, like, on the other end even further. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how can somebody talk about something so uh, sad and tragic and be matter of fact about it? Well, I mean, there can be just, like, having to disassociate, you know. In order to talk about it. To survive and to talk about it. Yeah. Well, Sally was released from prison in 2020 after serving 25 years. Her connection with her children suffered over the years. And now it was very interesting, too, because these two beautiful kids that she has Mm -hmm. that are now grown up and they both went into the military. Do you find that interesting? Well, yes and no. But, you know, they're in Oceanside, which is a huge military area of Southern Ah. California. I have family down there and it's very military. And then also, yeah, when there's aggression, you know, it can probably connect you to the military. Yeah. And then also it sounds like they also didn't have a lot of money. Right. And a lot of people go into the military when they don't have money or direction and or a lot of options. Yeah. I'm not saying any of those are the reasons why. Right. Or they can just be hoping that that would turn turn yeah. their lives around. In a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of different reasons, but I thought they actually all made sense. I know. It was just so hard because John talks about being deployed yeah. several times and has PTSD and not only from his time in the military, but also watching what happened yeah. with his parents. He seems so fragile. I know. And look, he shared without detail that he wasn't a great husband. He right. married and who knows what that even means. Right. But I just... I feel weird saying from the time he was little to his, you know, right. adulthood. Like, like you've I known wanted, him. Right. But I was just like, oh, my gosh. I care about these kids. I, I want know. to. Ugh. I know. And he and he talks. I mean, they were very candid, these two. Very candid. Yeah. It was really beautiful the way they shared with people. Mm-hmm. Because I yeah. think that's very hard, and the circumstances. Oh my gosh! If you're embarrassed that your parents are 
you know, spray tanned and muscular walking around in, you know, a G string essentially around Disneyland, you're probably pretty mortified that there was right. This tragedy that you watched your mother shoot your father. And then, Mm -hmm. and they did talk about that. One of the kids did say, you know, or maybe Sally, I don't know, but what somebody in it said, um, that it used to be attention in a positive mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. because they were bodybuilders and people stopped and looked and um and then now then there was so much attention in a very negative overwhelming way mm-hmm. and for a while john didn't have, want anything to do with his mom and shantina mm-hmm. stopped visiting her mom too because that was it was too emotionally difficult for them. But now they're all grown up and um, Shantina has, you know, introduced Sally to her grandson and, and Sally talks on the phone to to John. And then um, it was very sweet because Sally met a guy. Mm -hmm. When she finally got out of jail. She got out of jail and she met a man at the veteran support group and they fell in love and she got remarried. Yep. So that's uh That's a rough story. That is a rough uh, story. It really does take a dark, takes such a dark turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very difficult. Well, okay. Are you ready for our final thoughts? I am. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I did. You did? I did. I did. When? When, when during the questioning and hearing those kids crying and trying, and just the way John was trying to make a case for his mother. I know. And, I just, I was so like, oh. oh yeah, God. he, John was young. He mm-hmm. was probably, I don't know, nine or something. And yeah, he was know. basically acting like the grown up in the situation mm-hmm. in this suggesting you know, ways that she could defend herself. Yeah, tell them that he did that to you. Tell right. them. I don't know. It killed me. It was me. heartbreaking. Um, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. What about you? Um, I did not cry, but mm-hmm. I was very sad. And I knew it was going to be sad mm-hmm. because my sister called me and said, did you finish Killer Sally? And I, and at that point, I was just like at the bodybuilding stuff. And she mm-hmm. sounded very sad. And I was like, okay, don't tell me anything. And I have to finish watching it. So I knew it was going to be bad. I knew it was going to be bad. Okay. Uh, oh. Ah, and who were you attracted to? It's really hard to talk about things like this after a sad one. Yeah, we can skip that. We'll skip it. It was uh, all, it was a tough one. It was a tough one with several physically attractive people. There were several physically attractive people. Um, But yeah, we can move along. So that's all for this week's episode. Next week, we'll be talking about... Orgasm, Inc., The Story of One Taste. And that's on Netflix. Uh, Tig, before we go, should we do some true fan mail? Sure. 
this is from Anna Maria. Hey, Anna Maria. Hey. Hey. I'm an OG fan of the pod, but the last episode, Gilda, was my favorite so far. At one point, Tig mentioned briefly that her brother hadn't attended their grandmother's funeral, and I had to rewind to make sure I heard correctly. My father recently died of sudden undetected advanced cancer. He asked to not have a funeral, but my family gathered anyway. I flew across the country to be there, but couldn't get out of the car when the time came. Actually, my 96-year-old grandmother wobbled up a steep hill and dragged me out of the car in the end, but I always felt abnormal that I wasn't ready to deal with the pain publicly just days after he died when all my other family members seemed to think it was necessary. I felt a huge wave of relief when Tig mentioned her brother hadn't attended his grandmother's funeral. Strange how such a small comment could affect me so deeply, but it did. You two being candid about the hard things and which docs make you cry has been really helpful to me over the past year as I've been dealing with the grief of losing my dad. Also, I just finished an undergrad in film studies, so it's great to have such an educational podcast to fill the academic void. Whoa. Wow. Anna Maria. It is crazy. Yeah, sorry for your loss, and it is so crazy how one little moment or one word or sentence can stop you in your tracks. And and you can really connect with somebody. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. That was, thank you, Anna Maria. Okay, one, yeah, one last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Amanda. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Amanda. Hey. I love this podcast and I'm working my way through each and every episode. I usually listen when I cook dinner, but have also played some of the episodes while my husband and I travel. It has truly become part of our daily conversations and it isn't uncommon for my husband to come into a room saying, hey, girl, hey, (laughs) or to answer my question with, there's no way to know, LOL. (laughs) My favorite just happened on a day when I was preparing for a dinner party. My husband walked into the kitchen and said, hey, honey, are you just (laughs) tic-tacking? Are you you just tic-tacking? In a world that can be difficult and stressful, it is a joy to play this podcast and laugh out loud. Thanks so much and keep the episodes coming. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love this guy. Hey, honey. Hey, you just tic-tacking? (laughs) <laughs> tick tacking around. <laughs> I have to say, I've been teasing Stephanie because she has started listening to a podcast and she is mm-hmm. so into it. Mm-hmm. And she talks about it incessantly to me. <laughs> and I said, okay, I think I finally understand what our listeners spouses are experiencing <laughs> when our listeners are talking because i'm just i'm i find myself going okay. uh-huh okay. oh oh she did <laughs> okay all right well i have to get on this call and then stephanie will be like well hold on and then she said and and i'm like oh my god <laughs> that is too funny yeah. Yeah. What do you do when people don't? You're not listening to the same ones. It's just like, okay. Oh, good. Yeah. That's that does sound funny. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, tic tacky. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Herpes detector. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. Does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tig, is there anything that you would like to promote? 
I would like to promote um, mm-hmm. Pickled oh. on Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're re-airing it on CBS, but you can definitely see it on Paramount Plus. And then, oh, you know, Star Trek is also on Paramount Plus. Oh, and, you have a uh, real relationship with Paramount Plus. It's the holidays, so get my book. It's called I'm Just a Person. Get my albums. I have, I don't know, five or so or more. And uh, I'm going to have a merchandise page up on my website, which is tignotaro.com. And then you can buy any and all of those things signed. Whoa. Yeah. That's a nice gift for someone. Mm -hmm. I can get you one, Cheryl. I would love that. Also, Mm -hmm. I want to thank all of the Snurkbulls that are rating the show and subscribing. Keep it up and then head on over to Don't Ask Tig and rate and subscribe and listen to that, my other podcast. What do you have going on, Cheryl? Well, I'm excited about this Celebrity IOU Mm -hmm. on uh, HGTV and it Mm -hmm. airs uh, December 19th. But it's Mm. really fun, and I haven't seen it. I haven't Mm -hmm. seen it, but I'll be watching it with Dr. Becky Hines and the Florida crew. But um, Mm -hmm. it'll—I think it'll be a lot of fun. We do a little makeover for my my friend Saritha. Great. I think it's going to be great. And then you know the usual curb and other stuff. (laughs) Great. All right. Should we do it again? Yes, yes. Let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabi Kobasic, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at tigandcherylTrueStory at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.